Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon, company run by Joe Ross, who's a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, uh, former Army uh, officer, and also a guest on the Black Knight Nation podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have uh, plenty of guests uh, of Army football and also other uh, Army sports. And today, we're really happy to welcome Brian, Brian Riley, Army hockey coach, back to the Black Knight Nation podcast. Brian, it's been a while, but uh, I caught up with you at the basketball game on Saturday, and you were so gracious enough to come on. And uh, it's a busy week for you guys, right? It's an important week for you guys. Um, you know, Air Force is coming into town uh, this weekend for a big two-game series. And uh, just uh, first off, great to have you on. Thanks for thanks for your time. Hey, Sal. It's, it, it's great to be uh, back on with you. Um, appreciate all you do to promote Army sports here and – um, I'm always, always listening to, uh, all the great guests that you, that you have on. And, um, you know, when we ran into each other at the basketball game and, and you asked if, if I could do this, uh, for sure, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be on here. Awesome. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, wanted to talk to you a little bit about the season so far. Um, you know, you guys have a, a 7, 13, and 3 record going into this Air Force series, but you guys have played some really good competition, and you, you've had some games that have come down to the wire. You have some games where you rally to force overtime. There's been a lot of exciting uh, games in action on the ice. Maybe you can uh, talk to us a little bit about wh wh where you think you guys are at right now. Yeah, it, it's been kind of a tale of, of two seasons for us. We started off the year, and – I think it was a one seven and one start, a lot of non-league games. We knew during that stretch, or, or I was certainly committed to playing every single player on our roster. We, we have, I think, uh, the second youngest team in college hockey when you talk about freshmen and sophomores. Um, and in today's college landscape, uh, with grad transfers, COVID seniors, transfers, um, we don't have any of those. So it's really important that we get our younger guys experience. Uh, a lot of teams are bringing in experience with, with transfers. So I think the experience that, that our guys gained uh, was really good at the start. And then we, then we had a stretch of, I think, eight league games before the break. And we went five, two, and one, which put us right in the middle of the pack of, of Atlantic hockey and started to give our guys confidence I actually wish we could have kept playing, um, but Christmas break came and, uh, you know, took us a couple games to get going, but we had Providence who was number 11 in the country at the time in here and uh, beat them in a shootout. Uh, and so that, that's given us some confidence and we've been able to pick up points uh, in a lot of our league games, which, um, keeps us right in the middle of the pack. So, uh, and now here comes Air Force, right? Where the, where the records don't mean anything. Um, so uh, we always have great games against each other. I, I think our last three games have all been overtime games. So I uh, would anticipate that uh, this weekend, there'll probably be, uh, there'll probably be more close games in here at Tate Rink. Yeah, and you have a sellout uh, crowd for the Saturday afternoon game, right? And I guess um, the, I guess the Providence game was for the guys, the younger guys on your team, right? The Providence game was a pretty big game too because you had a big crowd there. And now maybe that gets them a little bit ready for uh, what they have coming up against the Air Force, right? Maybe just yeah. the atmosphere, so to speak. 
the atmosphere and, and we had a game early in the year against uh, the U.S. U18 team in here and, and the place was packed, Providence. So, so we've had some great atmospheres uh, in here. Um, and, you know, obviously this weekend, both games, Saturday sold out. Friday will probably be sold out. Um, so uh, for our guys, uh, especially our young guys, like they haven't seen Air Force yet um, or been involved in that series, but they have been involved in some pretty big games uh, in here. So hopefully that will help kind of calm the nerves uh, when that when that puck is dropped and they get out on the ice for their first shift here on Friday night. Yeah, can you describe to people uh, what the rivalry is like between Army and Air Force? Because, you know, in other sports, you have uh, Army and Navy are, are conference games, right? And this is kind of your conference game for hockey. Navy doesn't have a hockey team that plays at the Division One level. So I was just wondering if you can describe what the rivalry is like on the ice for you guys. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I guess, equivalent. This is our Army-Navy game compared to all the other sports here at, at West Point. Um, we're the only two teams in college hockey that knows what the other academy or knows what the other players are are going through right um so for us there is a mutual respect for each other um we we try to beat the heck out of each other for for two nights but what makes i think our rivalry so different than any other in college hockey when you talk about the bcbu the north dakota minnesota um and all the others out there is that when our games end um both teams gather together salute salute the <coughs> salute the fans and then on saturday night um the seniors from each team will line up shoulder to shoulder on the red line and um the rest of the teammates from Army and Air Force will line up shoulder to shoulder behind them. And um, it's really neat because it's ultimately um, these guys are going to be on the same team. And so um, it's I think for to to have a rivalry that that you have respect for each other is uh is pretty neat and we certainly respect them. I know they respect us. And uh, like I said, they, they want to beat us. We want to beat them. And um, these will be two of the most physical games that, that we have all year. But, but really when it comes down to it, um, there's six points on the line and, and, you know, the rivalry, yes, but you want to get points. And, and so um, that's, that's the most important thing. And it just so happens that this weekend, uh, the points on the line are against Air Force. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. When we were talking on Saturday, um, I asked you a little bit about um, a game that happened earlier this season when you were at Sacred Heart and an incident that, you know, you don't see often in hockey. And you said it. You, you're trying to describe it to me with, with one of your players, Eric Huss. And Eric Huss was, you know, inadvertently um, – slash with a skate and then you know Rachel Leahy your trainer comes on the ice and you know gets the bleeding controlled so he can go to the hospital and get you know that uh that stitched up and um 
maybe you could talk to us a little bit about that and because that um did get some national um exposure there for you guys and rachel was on espn with steve levy and rightfully so right i mean just an amazing amazing job she did and it must have been a little bit you know uh, a little scary there at, at, at one point and just want to, maybe you can um, describe the, uh, that, 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 that night to us or that game to us. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Husser was on the ice and um, one of our guys, Noah Wilson and a sacred heart player had a big time collision and the sacred heart player guy, the player went up in the air and Husser just happened to be skating by and um, got sliced by the skate blade. And, we're all kind of looking at the hit and then I kind of noticed as I'm sure everyone else did Husser was skating toward our bench and I would, his helmet got knocked off. And um, it wasn't until he started to get closer that I was like, wow, like how, how's Husser cut? I, I thought he was bleeding from his mouth, but then when he got next to the bench and you saw the trail of blood and he moved his hand, um, you saw that, that, I don't even call it a slice. I mean, it was a hole and blood was coming out. And and that's when our trainer, Rachel, like, I mean, I, I'm still in awe of um, how she handled it that day. Like, it's not like she's had any experience uh, dealing with that injury, but the level of professionalism, um, uh, the calmness, the, the the take charge. I mean, all those things that that she exhibited that day were were amazing to um, to kind of stand on the outside and and watch her take charge in, in what was that was the scariest um, I've, situation that, that I've ever seen as a coach on a bench. Um, I've heard about that injury, uh, but never have seen it and. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, Husser, she, she actually, uh, got her hand in on the wound and then as well as the towels and, and, and kept the wound closed to try to, uh, get the bleeding under control. And when they were wheeling him out on the gurney to the ambulance, she was still on top of him holding, uh, holding that wound because she did not want to, uh, let go. And, uh, the, the surgeon at the hospital, uh, you know, I mean, got there and, and got him into surgery. Uh, and, and he, you know, he told us that uh, he didn't have a lot of time. Um, if, if, if he hadn't got there when he got there, if he, uh, if Rachel hadn't done what, what she did and, and the other medical folks, uh, that could have been a, a catastrophic um injury and uh yeah it would have been would have been terrible so uh rachel deserves all the credit um that she's getting as do all of our trainers you know everyone just assumed your trainers are working with uh sprained ankles separated shoulders you know cuts and bruises but they are the ones and as evident in the cincinnati buffalo bill game like the trainers are the ones that you know if 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 a life needs to be saved, you know, everybody is counting on them to do it. And so, uh, gosh, we, we are, we are really fortunate to have Rachel and, um, she certainly was the MVP of that game and probably the MVP of our season for, for what she did that night. 
Yeah, no doubt. The Atlanta Kotaki honored her as their player of the week, right? Which is, you never, yes. when have you ever seen like a non player be with that honor, right? Never, right? No, no. Like, credit to the league for doing that. When I saw that, it was kind of neat at the time. You know, they had goals zero, assists zero, points zero, life saved one. Like, and it was like, wow. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, she was, she was very deserving of that as she's very deserving of, of all the attention that, that she has received because of her actions that night. Yeah. And a pretty emotional when Eric gets on the, on the uh, scoreboard there and says, thank you to her right during one of yeah. your games. Um, and just saying, thanks for saving my life. I mean, I, I'm even getting a little choked up saying that Brian, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's, it's no, I mean, we, 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 we honored her before the Providence game, sold out building. And mm -hmm. it was funny. The next day, I had a text from the Providence coach just saying, he goes, I mean, that was really amazing to be a part of. And, and, and he said he found himself on the bench getting choked up, um, listening to yeah. Husser uh, on the big screen and, and obviously uh, – listening to um, the PA announcer talk about what, what Rachel did. So, um, so yeah, so she's, she's had a positive impact and I think just, uh, you know, has also brought to the forefront the, the attention that trainers deserve. Like they're, they're always the ones in the background. They, they, they're, they're never really spoken about or talked about like, never get any of the recognition you know that's usually a coach or a player um but uh yeah it, it it just that night proved um how valuable trainers are and 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 you know how much they're needed to uh make sure that the safety of all the players are are certainly looked after I'm so glad we could talk about it. Uh, it. It puts things in perspective, right? That it's yeah. so much more than a, a goal scored or, or a puck saved or, you know, on yeah. the ice. It, it goes beyond that. And I think with your team, especially, right, you got with any army team and maybe hockey as much as any other, that the brotherhood there, right? And there's, oh. it goes beyond the guys on the bench too. It goes yeah. to the trait. Like you said, it goes so deep and man, it's just so it, to, to see that and just it really puts things in perspective in my opinion now what eric um you might have some good news on eric yeah, right yeah Maybe this weekend yeah. so eric uh eric is back um he's skated this week and there's uh there's a good chance that that he'll be out there uh on friday night um obviously he'll be wearing uh a neck guard um you don't really see that in college hockey uh hmm. After seeing what I saw that night, um, I I think neck guard should be worn um, because, uh, you know, Eric was eight, nine, ten minutes away from possibly losing his life. And, uh, you know, I, I I just I, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of college players might might not like the idea, but um, I just. Again, seeing what what I saw, uh, I just think everybody should wear a neck guard. And um, so he'll have one. Uh, and we're 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 thrilled that that he's back. We're we're excited. Um, 
you know, uh, to potentially get him on the ice here. Yeah, I think that moment when he's first step on the ice and I mean, I'm guessing the army crowd and the announcer will be, it'll be aware. It's going to be a, a really special moment. I would guess like, and wow, it'd be pretty powerful this weekend. If he gets that chance to skate, um, want to ask you a little bit about the team. Um, have some mentions here, Brian, have some fan, uh, one fan asked me about what prompted your move, uh, of Noah Wilson from defense to forward, I guess this year. And what, how you yeah. think that's played out for you? I know that, Maybe you can go into that for a second. Yeah, you, you know, at the time we were struggling and and we knew that uh, Wills two years ago had played up front um, with Patrick Smith and Kendrick Frost. And so we just felt it would give us a line that had an identity to him. And um, and Wills is such a great kid uh, when when we approached. I mean, he's a he's a senior and. and um, I wanted to get his opinion, like if, if it was something that um, that he wanted to do. And all he said to me, coach, is I'll do whatever I can do to help the team win. Not surprising that 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 he would say that um, we're still able to use him on D during the during the penalty kill. But um, for us, it was a move that uh, I think it's been a great move for us and and, and credit to Wills for uh, the job that, that he's done going from D to forward. Yeah. I mean, so he's kind of like a utility guy for you almost right to a point or now. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, he, he's got that versatility where, where, where he can play forward D he he's on a power play up front. He's on the PK mm-hmm. on the back end. So uh, that tells you um, what type of player that, that he is because most players in your program can't play uh, both positions and certainly be on um, different positions on a PK and uh, a different position on a, on a power play. So, yeah. No doubt. Um, so I want to ask you a little bit about the offense this year. I know that yeah. uh, Joey Baez and yeah. um, Ricky Lyle are your top goal scorers and you, and you lost Colin Billick, you know, to graduation. He's playing, mm-hmm. you know, minor league hockey right now. Just how you see your offense kind of evolved this year? Because I mean, when you have a guy like Connor who, you know, is responsible for, it's a big part of your scoring last year and yeah. in the past yeah. years, you know, I know Ricky Lyle was a guy who came up last year and was doing some good. I mean, who's, came up with some scoring last year for you guys. And, and Joey's probably had, you know, worked his way up from his freshman year. But what, what have you seen from your, your offense this year so far? Yeah, Sal. So we knew, like, like coming into the season that that was going to be uh, an issue. And, and it was early because when, when you talk about losing uh, Colin Bielek, uh Eric Butte, Daniel Hyder, um, three guys that, that played a big role in your offense – um, and we knew we had some young guys coming in, but, but for me, like plebes here at West point, it takes them a while. Like I, I you, you don't start to see them playing to their potential to their sophomore year, just because of getting acclimated to the Academy and everything that, that goes on within it. So, um, you know, we were hoping Joey Baez would step up and I think he has 10 goals. He had four goals against a of posts that he's hit I mean he could have close to 20 goals this year so he's had a 
big year. Ricky, uh, he's in double digits. Um, Johnny Kiernan's had, you know, been able to put some pucks in the net. The other guy that we haven't talked about that hasn't necessarily put pucks in the pucks in the net, but but he set guys up is Max Itagaki. Uh, he's one of our leading uh, point scorers as a plebe, uh, probably in the running to be uh, freshman of the year in Atlanta hockey. Um, so we like our future uh, up front and. Um, we, we feel that we have some important pieces that will hopefully help provide, uh, offense, not only the rest of this year, but in the coming years. Yeah. Max has 17 assists for you guys, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, you watch him play. A lot. Yeah. I mean, you watch him play and, and he's only five, five, you know, there, there are some guys that are 6'5 that play like they're 5'5. There are some guys that are 5'5 that play like they're 6'2. Or six, and, and he's that guy. But he just has an unbelievable uh, ability to find guys, right? His his vision, his hockey sense, his hands are, are what allow him to stand out uh, amongst his teammates and, and other players that we play. I mean, he is... He's a guy that when you come to watch us play, you probably walk out of the rink going, wow, that little guy. I mean, he's he's really, really good. And, yeah, so we're glad to have him. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you real quick about, like, recruiting at what recruiting is yeah. like for, for hockey, right? Because I do a lot of football stuff, and I know that football side. But, like, how do you, like, find – I know there's junior hockey involved, right? So yeah. how do you find yeah. a guy like Max? Like, how do, yeah. like, for instance, how do you find a guy like him? Yeah, totally different than football, where you, you see all these guys commit to Army football. They're they're coming right out of high school, or they 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 put them in use maps, right? Uh, for us, our guys graduate from high school, and then they're probably playing two years of junior hockey, and it could be in the United States, could be in Canada. As a matter of fact, Max played up in uh, British Columbia, British Columbia in Nanaimo, and. Um, we, we had heard about him. He was committed to another school, and but you, you see so many people committed early and then changes. So Zach McKelvey did a great job kind of identifying him. Um, and so, so yeah, so, so we, we get older guys. Like, like our, our freshmen coming in here are 20 years old, the majority of them. So close to, close to 21. Um, that's because they've been away and gone to play this junior hockey. Now, a lot of people say, well, that, how does that work academically? Well, um, it has actually worked in, in, in a positive way in, in that our guys are older. They're more mature. They've been away from home for a couple of years. So when they come to the academy, they're, they're not dealing with being away from home, you know, being away from mom and dad and, and, for the first time, they've already been through that. Uh, the academic piece, uh, obviously they have to be qualified to get into West Point. So, um, they're smart and, uh, they're competitive. So when they get in the classroom, it's just like being on the ice, like they'll compete. And, um, it takes them a little while to get acclimated because the first day of class is here, like that train pulls out of the station and it, it it's going at a good pace. So, uh, a lot of times our plebes, you know, they make it through beast thinking, oh, all right, you know, life's going to be easy now. 
And then they get in that first week of class and it's like, oh my gosh, like, but then they get settled in. And so uh, definitely hockey recruits a more older um, plea uh, to come into the academy than what you see with football or any of the other sports. Yeah, will you get commits like early in their high school career, or will you get commits later, or what, what? Does it vary kind of a little bit, or? Yeah, like we really don't like a lot of teams here start talking to um, high school juniors, and we, we don't necessarily do that because we we identify who those players are, but but in hockey, high school juniors may not be going to play college hockey for four more years. So, um, so yeah, so it, it makes it a little different um, because if, if we were going to recruit just players out of high school and have 17 and 18 year olds on our roster and look down at the other teams who have 21, 22, 23, 24. Now we played a couple teams this year with 25 year olds Um that would be boys against men. So uh, that's yeah. how we've been able to try to compete against some of these teams is, is just try to get older, physically stronger players. Uh, you mentioned Zach McKelvey um, and having a former player on your, on your staff and he's been on your staff for a while now. Yeah. Um, that's gotta be you know helpful in the, in the recruiting process too, I'm guessing too. And just um, having that experience that he can, he can talk to, to the for- future players of your team. That's gotta be oh. great to have Zach. Yeah. And, and you also have your son now on staff yeah. too, right? Yeah. So you have Zach who's been here, I think uh, with me for nine years and um I'll tell you this, that there's, there's no better coach in college hockey than, than Zach McKelvey. I mean, he, he poured his heart and soul into the program as a player and now he's done it as a coach. And, um, I'm just so grateful that, that, that he's a part of our program and, um, as great as a coach as he is, he's even a better person. And for our players to have him as a role model, uh, somebody that has gone through what they're going through. Um, it really, really helps. And, and and like you just said, from a recruiting standpoint, that's what I always say when, when, when the, when the young men come in with their parents and I, I sit down with them and they've spent time with Zach, I'm always like, that is a finished product right there. And, and yes. um, so uh, he, he's done, uh, he's done wonders for our program. And now this year we were able to bring Jack on board as our director of hockey ops. And uh, geez, it's good to have him on our bench because when he was against us for Mercyhurst, um, we had a hard time slowing him down, but, um, but he uh, he's done a great job. Um, he has an unbelievable passion and a love for all of the army sports um, so for him, he was, he was so excited to get this opportunity and, and, uh, just listening to him sit around the coach's table every morning and, and offer his insight into what he's seen in, in practices and in games, um, has been really, really special. And, and so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's excited about having the opportunity he was a part of this Army Air Force series as a young kid growing up, and and now he gets to be a part of it uh, as a staff member. Um, I'm sure he's really excited. 
incredible, incredible, right? I mean, to just have have your we know that how deep hockey runs in your family, right, Brian? And to yeah, have your yeah. son on your staff now, to have him in meetings, and now to have him like part of that Army Air Force series, like you said, he was probably you know you know watching games when he was younger, you know, and it, it, it's just that your your family's history in hockey cannot be understated, right? And that's it; it just continues, right? And now no. I know, um. You have another son too, Brandon, who who also played, you know, college hockey. He's he's coaching now too, or now? Yeah, yeah. So so he's coaching at AIC. So he was on the bench last weekend here, and I was hoping Jack and I would get the last laugh on him, but uh, uh, they beat us in overtime. We were able to get a point out of that game. But just to see the growth of our team earlier in the year, they came in here and beat us eight to two, uh, and then mm-hmm. so we've grown. But but both of them. Um, have been around college hockey all their lives. So when I asked them what they were going to do, they both kind of gave me a look like, what do you think we're going to do, Dad? We're, we're, we're going to get into coaching. And I was like, oh, gosh. But um, their mom probably wanted them to be doctors or lawyers. or, uh, But no, like I said, they've been around it, um, and they have a passion for it. Uh, they've, they've seen their dad. They've seen – uh, their grandfather, their uncle, now their cousin at LIU. So uh, not surprising that that they're in college hockey. And I'll be excited to, uh, when my time is up, to just kind of be able to sit back and, and, and watch where their path takes them uh, through college hockey. You know, uh have a couple more uh, questions. Just a quick question yep. for you about the weekend, you know, with Air Force coming up. This is a another Army fan question about John Cairnan, about he missed his last game and will he be back in the lineup? And yep. Kendall Frost has been out um, a little bit. What, what's your what's your what's your kind of status yeah. for, so, for going um, into this weekend, would you say? So Johnny K was injured and we certainly missed him. I, I mean, he's He's just old Mr. Reliable and, and, and such a smart player that plays in every situation for us. One of the best centers in, in college hockey. Uh, so uh, we're hopeful to have him back this weekend. Frosty, you will not see him back. So, um, so hopefully, uh, like I said, Johnny K is, is somebody that uh, we're hoping to get back in the lineup. Uh, just maybe wrap this up about we talked earlier about um, guys like uh, Colin and maybe uh, Trevin, uh, uh, Colin Bellick and uh, Trevin uh, about playing, you know, the next level. What What's the next level for Army players? You're like, this is not kind of the end for them. Some, for some of yeah. these guys, some of these yeah. guys do continue yeah. to have the dream of playing, you know, in the NHL. No, for sure. And, and we want players to have that dream, like, absolutely. And, and we tell them all that, Hey, guess what? If you're good enough here, you will get noticed. And, and, and the fact that, that you are at West point, you will really get noticed if you're, if you're a good player, because any professional organization is looking to have the right people in their locker room, you know, because it's about the culture and, and making sure that, that your culture is good and, and making sure that, uh, you have the people that are going to guard that culture every day. So when you can add 
a young man from West Point um, into your organization. Uh, I think um, any general manager or any coach, uh, as long as they have the potential talent, will tell you that, hey, this is the no-brainer. Like, um, to add a, a, a person from an academy is, is something that is going to make our organization better. So, um, so our guys have been fortunate the last few years, and, and we credit to Zach, who, who's brought in some great players that have caught the eye of, of NHL scouts, and um, as a result, have had an opportunity um, to continue their career uh, as hockey players, but, but they also know, and, and, and they will be excited about um, having the opportunity to serve. And, and so yeah. uh, I, I think it's a, it's a win-win. Um, you get these, these athletes who I think bring positive attention to the academies and um it's great. Uh, it's great advertisement, really. And, and, and then uh, you have them come back into the Army and uh, through their experiences, I think it's going to make them even even better leaders. Um, young men that, that are going to do a great job leading this nation's sons and daughters. So uh, so we're excited and, and, and happy for our guys that that get this experience and uh, but ultimately, we also know um, that they're going to be great leaders and they're going to be great officers. Well said, well said. Hey, Brian, really appreciate you, uh, your time today about uh, just talking about the program and where you guys are at this season and this big weekend coming up against Air Force. Guys, Air Force comes into town, uh, Tate Rink, Friday and Saturday night, um, sold out Saturday uh, Saturday afternoon. Friday night's close to a sellout, Brian's, Brian said. And, man, if you want to see some good uh, high-level hockey and you want to see some competition at its finest in, 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 in collegiate sports, be at Tate Rink this weekend. It's going to be, a, 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 I'm sure, like Brian, you said, Brian, hard-fought games, every – Every puck, every puck fought for, every goal is going to be, you know, count in these games. And we really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. We got to have you back on more often, Brian. Yeah. Really appreciate, appreciate today. No, Sal. Like I said, it, it, it's it's an honor to be on here with you, and, and I admire you from afar for for what you do for for Army sports, and um, really, really appreciate it. And. Uh, look forward to seeing you. Don't you be afraid to come to a game here either. And uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, hopefully we'll have the chance to talk again in the future. Thanks a lot, Brian. All right, and Sal. Thanks, thanks for